just a perfect day. Drink sangria in the park, and then later, when it gets dark, we go home. 今度は今度。今は今。今は今。We have Jezer here. Hello. He's pretty much an official member <laughs> at this point now.、Um, yeah, and on this podcast, we like to talk about movies that you know we enjoy and want to share with other people、uh, in hopes that they can check it out themselves. And、um, <clears throat> with this episode, we're going to be talking about a movie called Perfect Days by Wim Wenders. And Jezer, what was like the first?、Mm-hmm. What was what was sort of your first exposure to this movie?、Uh, yes, I've <laughs> seen the trailer a couple of times,、um, and I yeah I, we talked about this earlier, but I've never seen a Wim Wenders film. I I thought the trailer was cool. I didn't really know what to expect though after seeing it. I was like, I still don't know what the movie's about. And then I didn't really get what I thought I was gonna get when I watched the thing, but. It was still pleasant and very simple, and I very much enjoyed it. And I would watch it again. And I realize I gotta clean my toilet when I go. <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! I gotta clean my toilet. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. What did you think? Or like, yeah, what was your expect expectation since you've seen Wim Wenders stuff before? Well, it's weird because I first saw just little images from this movie. There's like the image of、um, is his name Hirayama? Hirayama? Yeah. Yeah. Of him looking up outside of his door every time he comes outside. Oh yeah.、Um, <clears throat> aside from that, I didn't really like notice a whole lot, or I didn't really come across too much of the、um, other scenes in this movie.、Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have seen a few other movies of Wim Wenders:、uh, Paris, Texas,、uh, Wings of Desire, and then The American Friend,、mm. and. I looked it up on Letterbox just now, and apparently this guy's directed seventy-three movies. Whoa, that's a lot. Seventy-three movies.、Shit. He's been doing this a long time, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, how do you even have that much time? Yeah. To make set like. Like I wonder, like what they're all about now at this point. <laughs> and and so as we were coming out of the movie, you asked me,、um, like, how does this sort of compare、uh-huh. to his other movies? And to be honest. Like, cause I I looked up the list of movies he made just to make sure that oh yeah I've seen that one I've seen that one,、um, and I realized that all of his movies feel so different from one another. Yeah, it's really weird.、Um, I mean, just the few that I've seen.、Um, this movie reminded me of a lot of one of his previous films called Wing of, Wings of Desire,、mm. which is about、uh, these two guardian angels who. Go around,、uh, I think it's Germany, and they watch people living in their daily lives. Well, is this、uh, in Japanese though, <clears throat> or no? Oh no, it's all in German. What?、Mm-hmm. So it doesn't follow any Japanese folk.、Nothing、oh no!、Like. Oh no! Which is really weird, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because、um, this is—I want to say this is his first foray into、oh. like, Japanese cinema. Really? Yeah, which I, is which was so strange to me. I was under the impression he like it's all his all stuff is Japanese no, stuff. No, I'm pretty certain that Wim Wenders is a is a German filmmaker. Oh, what the hell?、Mm-hmm. Okay, because um, he he um got a start in that country as well,、uh, of course. But um, yeah, and I remember seeing his name attached to this movie along with uh the the lead. Actor in this movie,、yeah. I see. I've seen him, him, him in a, a few different movies. Okay.、Um, Cure 
is probably the first movie that I remember oh, seeing him in okay. by uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Hmm. And then when I saw that Wim Wenders was attached to this, I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> like it's How so strange. Sh- yeah. I wonder if he's lived any time <clears throat> of his life in Japan then, or if he had to do any research to understand like Japanese Tokyo culture and life. I don't know. But yeah, for, for anyone who's <clears throat> like hasn't seen it or wants to know about it, it I to sum it up, it follows the daily life of a humble Japanese middle-aged man who is um, he cleans toilets like he services um, public parks and rec for their toilets essentially like he's a janitor essentially for public parks and rec um, and it's so simple it's just such, just a slice of life kind of a deal mm. and I don't know I mean there's not much else to say I really enjoyed it and like you get just a glimpse of like what what he's about and what his existence is i guess to to sum it up and i'm i don't maybe we'll talk about specific scenes later and stuff but um oh man that's so interesting that that's his first i guess japanese movie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and the uh lead character in it is named hirayama uh who's played or who uh koji yakusho plays uh this actor was in of course cure Babel, Tampopo, Pulse, and <laughs> looks like 92 films in total. Holy shit. <clears throat> and oh yeah, another movie that I recognized him from was uh, 13 Assassins. Oh. Um, but in this role, completely different. Um, and I really... I think what really drew me to this movie was, of course, not knowing a whole lot about it. Like, I purposely kept myself out of, um, or I I didn't want to spoil myself on, like, anything. Mm -hmm. And I've been finding that I'm doing that a lot more with, like, um, different things like games, uh, movies, TV shows, anything like that. Yeah. Um, But what drew me into this was it seemed like it was... A very insulated story. Yeah. Told in a very expansive way. Mm-hmm. And... And just from his perspective, too, that one character. Exactly. Yeah. And um, my mom is a is a cleaning person. Oh, really? And has been for, like, almost my entire life. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, for a while, when um, she had a lot of medical issues going on... Yeah. Uh, I had to take over some of her cleaning jobs. Okay for like a summer basically and i remember i would uh go to like i had this exact same ritual really that that hirayama had no way where you would wake up super early in the morning gather whatever stuff you need before you head out the door and then you just like i just remember doing so much of the same stuff of just like watching the the sunrise and seeing like clouds and stuff and just like focusing on all of these present Little, uh, gosh, what's the right word? Very, very, uh, microscopic moments. Yeah. Where it's like the day is, it's, it's like both the day is existing or it's, it's present, but Mm -hmm. it's also morphing. Yeah. As the day goes by. Yeah. And you're like, you're like using your senses and you're like experiencing the whole day and seeing everything. So this really hit home for you, maybe. It it really did. (laughs) And in a very mundane way. Yeah. And, um, and that's not like meant as like a derogatory thing. It's just with the, with the mundane, I've, there's like, there's so much beauty in it because there's like, there's like a natural rhythm to it that Mm -hmm. just keeps it going. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I would, I would clean these bathrooms, um, and they were the most disgusting things. (laughs) It, It was for, um, like a, it was like a strip mall thing oh no that's yeah gross. and there was only two bathrooms for like oh. these 10 businesses oh and i would just go in there and it would just be the worst stuff possible it's rough and um i was like okay i'm doing this for my mom that way yeah. she could like keep this thing when she once she feels that's, better that's nice <clears throat> i feel like that's so biohazardous that's probably why in the movie the guy like goes to the bathhouse like every day if he can to like scrub himself mm-hmm. that shit's crazy yeah and we're just gonna be talking about spoilers because um yeah that that's just what we're gonna do right yeah, now. yeah yeah i don't care uh we're we're like this is uh 
just firing from the hip. Um, <laughs> so if you're interested in seeing this movie, go check it out while it's still in theaters. It's such a nice movie to just sit down and just wash your day away. And it's like, it's like you're Hiriyama at the bathhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes. I love how it just, it literally takes you through each and every day of his life. Like, from his work days to the weekends. And as you're going through each day, you go through every moment. Like, the beginning of the film is literally just him getting ready for work. And you're seeing him shave his face and, like, water his plants and get his coffee and stuff. And it repeats this so much. And... You might, I don't know, people who lack creativity will be like, oh, this is boring. But it's cool when you're seeing like, okay, this is his established routine. And then it gets interrupted by this other character suddenly doing something or like, uh, you know, something, whatever. Something else throws him off on his routine. And it's like, oh, how does this character react and stuff to it? Um, that stuff is really cool. Oh, here's what I was going to say about the opening scene. So, I like how we spend, like, ten minutes seeing him get ready for work. And, like, okay, I can tell this man's diligent. He's loyal to his work. Whatever. He's a hard worker. And then it's... As soon as the next character comes in, his co-worker... I don't even remember his name. Takashi? When Takashi comes in, it's such a big contrast. Because he's such a lazy young man. And he's late. Unlike uh, Hirayama, who is, like, on time. And, like, he's so diligent. It's so... It was such a cool contrast to see that and it's like oh that's what this film might be about it's just everything in contrast to this character and his life and people's lives yeah you bring up a really good point too with um with the very rigid structure of mm -hmm. his life yeah where every day if if nothing bounced into hiriyama he would continue his day exactly like he did the day before, the day before, like, so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. Because um, <clears throat> he wakes up, does all this stuff, goes to work, visits the same places that he has to clean, gets off, gets off work, um, rides to the bathhouse, and then goes to a local restaurant to eat. And then he just goes home, reads, goes to bed. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously. <laughs> with, with, like, with, like, little with little um outliers here and there yeah but it's like that's the outliers occurring makes the more rigid things all the more special because it's like for instance there's like a um there's some stuff that happens where you know this coworker quits mm -hmm. and then he ends up having to um like work a long yeah. ass shift a long shift and he's like pissed <laughs> yeah and then when he finally gets home it's like you're it's so hammered into you his schedule you're like oh he's missing he didn't get to take a bath that day didn't get to um eat eat or do anything didn't get to read yeah and then he has to wake up and do it all over again yeah and and it got me thinking like man does this does this guy just i i don't know if i should feel happy for him or feel sad yeah <laughs> i that's a good i i didn't know either i think Part of me wants to like understand his character is like very humble. Like he chooses to clean the toilets. He chooses a poorer life, and so I'm supposed to get. I think I'm supposed to get from the movie that like, oh, I need to be more humble or like appreciate more what I have. I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I'm supposed to feel from that character. Um. Oh, and then so like, and then contrasting this with like his sister, like so like ha like the second act of the movie. His niece comes and visit him. Visits him. She like runs away. She runs away from home from uh, the main character's like sister. And when she finally goes to pick her up, like the mom's like pissed or whatever. And you get a glimpse into like these siblings, the main character Hariyama and his sister. And she's like filthy rich, like clearly. And it they just delve into a little bit about like their relationship and their history. And I've no idea like what tension is between them but i could tell something's off and i started like choking up i was about to cry in the theater because i'm like oh man this is like even though i don't know what's going on i just can insert myself a little bit and it's so sad and then after the mom takes away the niece you know her yama's just standing there crying and he's like upset and it's like oh man like i feel for him a little bit and yeah i don't know if i'm supposed to feel happy or sad even that ending was 
I'm like, oh is man, he, is that he, ending. Ugh. Is he happy? Is he sad? I don't. Are you, I'm not sure. Maybe it's both. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like, uh because and there's there's also so much other stuff that's like talked about with, um, especially in terms of like the imagery. Mm-hmm. What was that one word at the end? Um, oh, I forgot already. Um, there's a specific word that gets shown at the end, and it talks about how the definition is the relationship between shadow and light on uh, leaves as the sun hits it. Yeah. And they say that how the specific word uh, denotes how it that sort of thing can only happen once ever. Yeah. And it won't ever happen that way the same way ever again. Yeah. Um, and it's both a beautiful and a sad thing at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. And during the entire movie, I kept like, like there were so many things that happened where, for instance, uh, his coworker who's trying to get with this, this person who is sort of into them, but isn't. Yeah. And I, I love that this, his coworker. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> he's just somebody who's trying to like figure his life out. Yeah, he's young. He doesn't fucking know what he's doing. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit about his job. Yeah. I think we all know somebody like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and is basically just like, yeah, I'm just sticking around until I find something better. Um, yeah. But then you have this other sort of character who is the exact same way. Who's like, yeah, I'm sticking with this person who's interested in me until I find something better. Mm-hmm. But then they all get in the car, and um, Hirayama loves music. Yeah. And one thing I really enjoyed about this too is how all the music is diegetic. Mm, we're yes. only we're only listening to music in the car or when he's playing it at home. Yeah. Or something like that. It's kind of nice. And one the other thing I noticed about the music too was how it was almost all Western music. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't really recognize some of it because I don't listen to classics like that, but, mm-hmm. yeah, they were, it's such a cool... And I, I think it's also a really good indicator of his character that, like, he's into, like, um, analog or, like, very old-style stuff. Like, the, he listens to cassettes. He has an old film camera. Um, and he's just very old-school and... Yeah, it's it's really cool to see those little things about him. Um, but sorry, go ahead. I oh no, no, no. Um, which is funny because when his coworker is short on money and he wants to see his girlfriend at the bar, he has to like pay to get in. Oh yeah, like his yeah, girlfriend yeah. won't even like let him come see her. Yeah. Um. So he tries pawning off some of Hiriyama's like prized cassettes. Yeah. And <clears throat> I love the conversation. That went on between like the store owner and his coworker, mm-hmm. Hiriyama's coworker, where they're like, "Oh yeah, these these tapes could go for like hundred so dollars. These, you know, cassettes are really in right now," <laughs> and and that makes me think back to like how it is right now, like just in our lives, mm-hmm. where um, you have this resurgence in analog because there's not only something nostalgic about it, but there's something much more simple about it too. Yeah, because. <clears throat> even seeing the amount of time in like Hiriyama's day where you know he wakes up and he goes through this entire ritual each moment between like uh this next like to do thing on his list there's not much time in between this point and like the next point mm-hmm. to like explore outside of his schedule yeah and to like do other things and it's like the more static and the more stuff that we have that distracts us and makes it more inaccessible the less likely you are to engage with something I feel so for him it's like the simplicity of oh I have all these cassettes in my car already I could just pick and choose which one I want to put on and I noticed how whenever he's driving in the morning he picks his cassette like first thing right when he gets in the car yeah. And then as he's driving, like, maybe an hour later when he gets into uh, Shibuya, because I think he works in uh, Shibuya, yeah. or uh, a central part of Tokyo. Yeah. And then right as the sun's coming out, that's when he turns on the cassette. Oh, dang. And I'm like, man, what does that mean? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I also think about how his house, 
He just has a bunch of books, and he just reads, like, hard copy books. He doesn't go on his phone. And his phone's a fucking, like, flip phone, like an old... He doesn't have, like... He doesn't have an iPhone like his niece had, um, or, like, anyone else, for that matter. So he's really, like, kicking it old school. He's very much, like, present. Um, and, I don't know, that's kind of nice. You know, um, have you ever heard of this thing called the light phone? The light phone? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it, like, paper? No, um, so the reason why it's called light is because it's like a, uh, an e-reader phone and it only has like a few essential oh, apps oh, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I've seen it. But I saw an ad for it. Yeah. Like, to, cause this week I, I've been, or the past, or I want to say last week, mm-hmm. I noticed I was on my phone way too much. Yeah, of course. Um, and I was getting like really neurotic and like anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And then like this week I've been like scaling it back. And then I got, like, an, a targeted ad for this uh, thing called a light phone. Yeah, it's just, like, it's, like, it's a phone that's, like, I don't know, very unappealing for you to to glue your eyes to it for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen, and I the idea is to, like, just get your brain off of, like, a screen and shit. Yeah, like, my understanding of it is that you have your normal smartphone, mm-hmm. and then you attach, like, a SIM that basically utilizes that same network from your smartphone. Oh, okay. And then you carry that uh, light phone, so to speak, with, like, only the essential apps. Yeah. Or, uh, like, you know, it has a telephone uh, service. You can use, like, a, a alarm on it. You could text on it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it has no browsers, no apps or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as But it's, like, an extension of that. Like, yeah. And... And I'm like, I feel so conflicted about that. Because on one hand, it's like, oh, that's... I mean, I, I don't think that you have to have it side-loaded. I think you can have it as its own thing. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was, like, very interesting. And I was like, well, yeah, part of me thinks that this is appealing. But at the same time, I feel like I should be able to exercise my own restraint on myself. Yeah, but it's hard. <clears throat> it is hard. It's hard. And so going back to, like, Hiriyama, who's just, like, so rooted in all of these, like, present forms of technology, or mm-hmm. these analog forms, yeah. where it's the cassettes, it's the uh, flip phone, it's reading, and I love his room, too, because it's just, like, an archive of, like, everything that makes him who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't have a TV. Oh, yeah, you're right. And he has, like, the only thing that... I see that is sort of different is the grow room that he has mm-hmm. for, it looks like a maple, like just a bunch of maple saplings. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. <clears throat> Very methodical. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, but going back to what we we're talking about earlier with that word, with talking about like the, I don't know, light and shadow at play. I feel like, yeah, that was the whole point of the movie, right? It was like, Everything's supposed to be, I don't know, there's supposed to be both in life of, like, conflict of emotions of, like, happy and sad. And and that's, like, every character we meet and, like, that's every, like, situation that happens in the film. Um, I'm trying to remember what the word for it is. I always forget. That's what it's called. Komorebi. Oh, Komorebi. Okay. Komorebi. I'm going to forget that later. <laughs> yeah, but me- then there's a different word, an, an English word for, like, um, a contrast of emotions. I always forget what is the... it. Ambivalence. Oh yeah, like ambivalence or yeah, ambivalent things or whatever. Like that is like what adulthood is, and I feel like that is supposed to be like the whole thing of the movie of this film is like uh, it's just in his humble little life, he has everything that he wants. He chooses this life. A, a, clearly, he could choose to do something else. I think because he has like a rich family or something but i don't know what it due to whatever circumstances he's lived in his hard life as an old man he chooses this existence and and then every other character he meets is like younger or like trying to find themselves or if he meets an old character like their circumstances are like worse or something like that like the fourth or the third act is he's running into um i think it's the ex-husband of the lady who owns this restaurant that he frequents, right? And, like, he's, like, telling him his life story that he's, like, dying of cancer or was going to die of cancer, I forget. 
and it's supposed to be some kind of odd, like, extension mirror of, like, Hirayama himself with his life if he had lived some other existence or something. And, yeah, it's just all, like, this balancing act. That's why, I guess, that's why they, they did the whole playing shadow tag thing and fucking around with the light with Komarebi. So, it's a very interesting film. It's very cool. I'll definitely watch it again and again. Um... What else can we say? What else can I say about it? I don't know. I think that this movie... I, I've never seen Japan shown in this light before. Oh, yeah? In 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 both a modern and classic way. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie felt very traditional, but also... I don't know. There's something different to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The the only other movie I've seen where it was a um, outside voice uh, shooting a film in Japan was uh, this movie called Like Some Like Somebody in Love by mm. Abbas Kiarostami, and it's really interesting seeing sort of a Western lens, yeah, inside of such an Eastern country. Mm. <clears throat> um, but also, that's it isn't entirely skewed by that. Um, I just loved seeing how seamlessly modern day, their modern day culture blends in with the classical, like architecture, all of these like classic, um, traditions that are, that make the country what it is. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's so clean. It's so clean there. Yeah. Um, there's such a Everything is beautiful. Even the bathrooms there. Yeah. And everything just has like this very, um, what's the right word? Where where you're doing something just for the sake of a community. Um, yeah. Is it utilitarian? Yeah, I think so. Like it's very communal. Yeah. It's like everyone's like doing it for each other. Yeah, and of course, like there's there's assholes. Sure. <laughs> all across, like you see them. Yeah. Or just people who just aren't very considerate. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so much more accountability and so much more conscientiousness mm-hmm. as a whole compared to, for instance, where we live. Um, right. Now, this could just be entirely projections, but it makes me like yearn for like that type of community mm-hmm. where you can... Where, where there's so much dedication put into this very mundane job because it's for the sake of another human being. Yeah. Um, and even when Hirayama wasn't at work, he was, like, doing these little tiny things for the sake of other people. For instance, um, when his co-worker, when his, uh, his girlfriend and them, they were all in the car. Yeah. Hiriyama knew that she stole one of his cassettes. Mm-hmm. But he, like, didn't, like, go after her or anything. He's, like... In, in my head, I feel like he did it because he knew that she needed it. Yeah. Which was why he was completely content with it. Mm-hmm. And also, when Hiriyama's niece comes to visit him, mm. he lets her find herself a little bit. Mm-hmm. He gives her, like, his bed, gives her anything that she needs... Let's her borrow his book. Yeah. You know, so that way she could just... It's for the sake of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds me of, like, the baby maple tree that he found oh, yeah. beneath the giant one. I forgot about that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like everything's just, like, under that common theme of, like, him just giving, a, him so, giving up so much of himself for, like, the sake of other people. He even gives his coworker Takashi money because he's being a fucking loser and, like, it's like, oh, my girlfriend won't bang me if I won't, <laughs> won't have money. Like, he's such a nice guy to everybody, and, oh, yeah, it's just such a, like, warm hug kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. But it also made me think a lot about my, my own life, because I have a niece as well, mm. and I try to be that sort of positive, or at least one of those positive lights in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, just... Feeling this urge to be somebody who you wished could be in your own life in that same role. Yeah. Because um, I, I had a dream uh, a few days ago about 
one of these old volunteers uh, who used to work at at, uh, at the library with me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had known him for like five years. And then it was during COVID where we stopped seeing each other. And then, and he had a bunch of health issues as well, all mm-hmm. during the time that I knew him. Oh, wow. But um, he was the, the nicest person I had ever met. And he would always like give me advice and stuff. Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking like, man, I feel like I should really get in contact with him before something happens. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get the news like, hey, he passed away. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And then I just remember crying my eyes out about oh, this person. Shit. Yeah. And <clears throat> That's crazy. Anyways, in the dream, I was back at my old workplace and then he had come there and visited me. After, like, some sort of operation, and he was feeling, like, much better now. And I was, like, so excited. I was, like, please, can I, like, give you a hug? He's, like, no, 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 you can't. Like, I I just got done with this, but I'm just, I'm here right now, and that's what matters most. Yeah. And it reminds me of that scene where um, Hiriyama's niece is wanting to, you know, continue on that bike path Mm -hmm. of finding a... Finding out if that body of water where they're on the bridge actually leads to the ocean. Yeah. And then they keep saying, like, uh, next time is next time. Now is now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes, like, this joke between them. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and yeah, it just made me think about my own life in that way where it's like, oh, because I, w- I was thinking before I had the dream, I was like, man, I, I wonder where this person is right now. Or, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was just thinking about them. And then, like, oh, will I ever get to, like, see them again or whatever? And it's like, oh, but now I'm seeing them. Yeah. If there's a next time, there's a next time. Like. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of ties in with, like, the other characters, too. Like, Takashi just kind of quitting the job suddenly. And he, he you know, Hiriyama's never going to know if he's going to pay him back or not. And then, like, the other guy, the ex-husband, like, we don't know if he's going to die, if his cancer's going to come back or claim him or, or whatever. Um, you have the, no, like, what you said, like, that makes sense. I feel like that all those things tie these the important scenes of the movie together. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and I found myself looking forward to um, what each day would bring. Yeah, yeah, like, what, how is this day going to get fucked up now? Like, what What new thing, you know, because that's, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, it makes me think of our own lives. Like, obviously, yeah. every day has, like, a routine. And I, it's always, like, when you wake up for work or something and you get up for the day, it's, like, wonder what's going to fuck up my shit today. Or, like, what, you know, what new thing is going to arise? Because that's life, you know? It can't just be the same thing all the time. Like, something's going to come and like crash into you or whatever mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like the sweet spot of this movie it's like okay this is this guy's daily life and it's like what what shit's gonna happen to him you know and it's just weird that like, i'm just peering into another man's regular everyday journey mm-hmm. and yeah it makes you think of like yourself and like your own everyday life it's kind of cool yeah um what you were just saying it it made me think about this um this other frame of like viewing a day mm-hmm. where have you ever had, you know, a day where it's like you could predict what was going to happen and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to go here. going to go do that. Yeah. And then I'm going to end my day. It's going to be like that. And then it just doesn't turn out that way, but for the better. Yo, oh, yeah. Right. Cause it's like, you never really, I don't know. You can't predict every day. You can't predict your life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And sometimes unexpected stuff happens. But sometimes if you're, like, flexible or whatever, it's like, oh, you know what? That was pretty cool. Like, it was, like, different. And s- sometimes it's not, but mm-hmm. sometimes it is. Yeah. Yeah, like, some of my favorite memories that I have um, have happened like that. Oh, where, yeah? Where it's like, oh, no, I just got off work. I'm just going to go home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want to go out and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then I end up going out on that limb and being like, you know what? I'm just going to go out to get something to eat by myself. Yeah. I might go see a movie afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, or I might go to a show or something and, or I might go meet up with these people. Yeah. And then it just ends up being like a completely, like a brand new door has been opened. Right. Where it's like, Oh, because you did this thing, it's now branching off into these other 
portions that mm-hmm. might that wouldn't have happened if you chose not to do that today. Yeah. Which yeah. reminds me of that word. Yeah. Where it's like the intersection of shadow and light on the leaves. Yeah. Where it's like if you hadn't been looking up at the leaves, you wouldn't have ever seen that at that point in time. True. And you wouldn't have ever been given that vision, which I feel is the reason why he takes those photos every day. Yeah. Because he wants to see... Because they're all entirely unique. That's true, yeah. And that's why he's always looking up at like the trees and shit every time he can. Mm-hmm. Like he's always trying to catch a glimpse of... Of the shadows and the light play and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, when, whenever I go to work, because um, I go very early in the morning just as, like, the sun is rising. Uh-huh. Um, and it's right next to light rail. And it's just, oh, okay. a, when, yeah. you, when you're next to it, you, it's just a straight shot. You can see yeah. all down through the line. And it's so beautiful, man. Yeah. Because like, the sky, it's just, like, a clear open sky. And you can see whatever's wow. going on in the day. And... Sometimes I'll, like, look up, and it's, like, the bluest blue followed by, like, the most magenta, like, orange mm-hmm. gradient. And then, like, you have some birds flying through the sky. <laughs> and it's like, man, I wouldn't have seen that yeah. if, I, if I hadn't turned around and, like, looked up. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Huh? And then I'll, I'll go inside, and I'll be like, you know what? Nobody else is here. Yeah. I'm just going to go back out and look again. See, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I bet, like, when you have to go in to work and see people, you're like, oh, man, fuck this place and fuck it, this people. Exactly. No. <laughs> but, I mean, like, man, yeah. I, the Hariyama waking up every day and looking up at the sky as he gets out of his apartment. Like, man, I got to do that more. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, just fucking looking at the fucking road or like the cars or the dirt i gotta look at the fucking sky sometimes or something i don't know Mm -hmm. i gotta like look at something nice for once (laughs) yeah and and so going back to like work and whatever like on my breaks i like to just go on walks okay and even though i'm walking like the same routes all the time Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like i need to see green and i need to see like blues yes like like actual natural blues yeah um and even just, like, seeing the way that the sun interacts with things. Like, some of the shots in this were so freaking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just, like, seeing somebody standing in front of their window and the sun just pouring in in, like, the afternoon. Yeah. Or, like, just before it's about to, like, go down. And what you were saying about, like, how, you know, instead of, like, looking at the road or, like, looking at something like this that you, you usually do instead of like choosing to do something else yeah right it it reminds me of um how or it reminds me of um this guy named martin heidegger who talks about this concept as uh being time Mm -hmm. and it's like you choose to you know how you choose to spend your time is how you choose to live and who you are as a person yeah like because we both chose to see this movie and we're sitting in my car right now, this is what we're doing. This is our version of time. Yeah. And it's like a drop in the bucket of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like one drop of the whole. And <clears throat> it makes me think about like my weekly schedule as well. Because it's like all of it is dedicated to stuff that I don't want to do yeah. for the most part. <laughs> but stuff that I need to do. Yeah. And it's like going back to that to-do list that I mentioned earlier where it's like okay going through the the humdrum of the day of oh I have to go to point B to point B or point A to point B to point C so on and so forth what can I do in between those things to like feel more present mm-hmm. and I feel like Hariyama is like a master class in that <laughs> yeah makes me wonder <laughs> like how long does it take to get to that level in your life because you know that character is like older and i'm like that makes me think like in real life probably older people have that same mentality like they figured out life they figured out how to slow down and enjoy life and be present and stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm like how long does that take to achieve and and you know and is that like even possible like is that something you can only do if you come from an older era where you didn't really grow up with such technology can i do that now as an adult can i do that as i get older am i always going to look at my phone or whatever you know it's so it's it this movie gets you thinking along those lines um because that's just that's just how simple the film is sometimes like there's no great like through plot for the most part it's very much just 
here's a glimpse into this one middle-aged Japanese guy's life and now reflect on your own. Mm-hmm. That's really well said. Yeah. And, man, like, it also makes me think about solitude as a whole mm-hmm. because I think to times of, like, how often am I alone? Yeah, and how often are you thinking your own thoughts, too, without, like, consuming something like a fucking screen or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something that's trying to get you to buy into it. Yeah, yeah. And to, like... And and there's, like, a weird sense of, like, interplay between conformity in the film mm-hmm. versus doing your own thing. Because, to mm. me, Hirayama is, like, the epitome of conformity. Mm. Because he is, like, an upstanding citizen, does his civic duty doesn't cause any problems just wants a simple life yeah but at the same time is that a bad thing like i i guess it's all just a frame of mind but then it's like when you are when you don't have that much solitude and you're just constantly like pissing the days away Mm -hmm. just getting lost in like whatever sort of crazy messages are just being force fed to you yeah on a daily no on a on a hourly basis <laughs> yeah like yeah. how much are you consuming right and that's the word consuming oh yeah. that's such a gross word i know um and it just it, it this movie like reminds me of how revolting it can be to um just be so lost at times um lost in the the static and like the noise of everything and mm-hmm. it makes me glad to be able to do things on my own um yeah. <clears throat> for instance i go to a lot of like live shows on my own yeah and i usually have like this in this internal battle of like ah, am i gonna go am i not gonna go um Am I, is it going to be awkward because I don't know anybody there? Right, yeah. And I almost never talk to anybody there. Oh, okay. I, I just go and then I... Because it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, fuck it. Like, yeah. we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Um, it's nice. And then it's either a good time, bad time, or a neutral time. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I enjoy just, like, disappearing into the crowd. Because mm-hmm. it gets me to, like, forget about myself for a while. And just, like... Or I guess not forget about myself, but not be so self-aware. Yeah. And to just focus on what's in front of me. Yeah. And I feel like Hiriyama does that a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's so many questions posed of, like, by his coworker, like, hey, don't you get lonely? Are you unmarried? Like, what happened? (laughs) And in a way, that's, like, what we're asking as we're watching this man's life. Yeah. Exactly. And we get, like, little hints here and there of, like, he goes to, like, a cemetery thing on, like, the weekend one day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, offers his, like, prayers and... Oh, yeah, that was, like, very <clears throat> brief, though. Like, I mm-hmm. almost forgot about that. Like, the the shrine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. But go ahead. Keep going. Oh, and, and also, like, what happens with his sister where she's like, hey, you know, our dad isn't remembering things anymore. Yeah. You should go see him. Yeah. And then Hiriyama is just like, no, I, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I, I, and he doesn't, he doesn't say a whole lot either. And it gets mm-hmm. you thinking like, what has happened to this man who hurt you? And like, like, you know, it's just so, it just gets you really thinking. Oh man. So many like questions and so many things. Um, sorry, keep going. Keep going. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, you're interrupting me at all. Um, but I just keep thinking about that concept of, um, oh, God, hold on. I have the, the word on my phone. Uh, Komorebi? Yeah, right? Komo, Komorebi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> it reminds me of, like, very, of other fleeting things, like live theater, mm. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, every performance isn't going to be the same. Yeah. Or, uh, like, what's a classical thing? Like, uh, Monet's paintings mm-hmm. of, like, the water lilies. Yeah. And, like, the church mm-hmm. at different points in the day. Yep. It's, like, this very temporal thing that's happening every single day yep and i i love this movie because it makes me want to do more for my community 
Like it, it makes me want to be a part of a bigger of something bigger than myself. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and it makes me want to do the things that I love. Um, for instance, like the past week or the past few weeks, I've been slowly, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, writing one word a day mm-hmm. when it comes to like my creative outlets. Yeah. Um, because each word added over time can make like a full thing. Right. And just being able to build up to that and apologies. Uh, my, my voice is very hoarse right now. Um, it's not usually like this, but um, <laughs> anyways, um, I've been, I've, I've been finding so much enjoyment in like those little pockets of the day yeah. where I can make them my own, Yeah, you know, and they don't have to belong to anybody else. And I feel like that's the beauty of this film. And with the ending, like with Hiriyama, like both smiling and like ebbing and flowing between like smiling crying yeah. and like sad crying but he never cries yeah he, he just he just wells up yeah oh man yeah that ending it's very i mean we've i know we've talked about it a couple times already but i still think about like what is what is he feeling and like if i if i can catch a glimpse of what he is feeling it's not something i could put into words you know, it's kind of strange. It's kind of, I, 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 yeah, I can't even put it into words. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but yeah, I, I, the thought going through my head is, is like, is he okay? Is everything going to be okay? Is everybody going to be all right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it makes you think about like yourself and your own life. Like, is everything going to be okay? It's like, I don't know, but you know, whatever now is now or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. you know, next time is next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And that's why it's called Perfect Days. It's like just different days of his fucking life. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why it's called Perfect Days. You know, not necessarily every day of his life was like spectacular or fantastic or whatever. It was the simple fact that regardless of like whatever detours his routine took, it was a good day still because he got to live it and he got to... I don't know. He got to experience all the ups and downs of life because, you know, that's the, that's the thing as I'm starting to understand as I get older, the point of life isn't to like achieve something or like obtain something in particular. You're just supposed to feel every little emotion and every little experience the world can give you, whether it's unpleasant or pleasant, sad or happy. Like that is the point is to experience all of that. Um, and I, that, I feel like that kind of is the theme of the film. You're supposed to experience all these things. And that's why he's going back and forth between sad and happy and the fucking crying uh, ending scene, probably. Because that's what makes you you. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's just so, like, that's that's what Wim Wember, Wim, what is it? Wim, Wim Wenders. Wenders wanted to do, probably. He's like, I'm just going to focus on life and the little things that make up your life. And that's it. And if people are bored, then fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no, if if you like this movie, you should check out Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. Yeah. Whoa. Is it that, take place in Paris or Texas? <laughs> both. What the fuck? No, there's a. I guess that there's a town in Texas called Paris. Oh. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's so I don't, confusing. I don't know if it's like I, I've never looked into it, but um, that's definitely one of his most renowned movies. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. There's like the famous um, person. I mean, the famous scene of, like, a guy just walking in the desert, mm-hmm. like, with a hat on and, like, all this stuff. Oh. Um, and then there's also, like, uh, uh, he, there's this, the scenes is uh, of him talking behind, like, a one-way mirror oh. to a woman inside of a room. Okay. Like, they're both estranged from one another. Oh, what the hell? It's, it's a beautiful movie. Okay. Um, Wings of Desire, I would recommend if you want more of, like, the feel-good stuff. Okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. um, his movies, I, now that we've been talking about it more, it's jogging my memory. Yeah. They're filled with so much, like, beautiful moments that are just, it's like food for the soul. Mm-hmm. But then there's also darker moments where, it, like, and and they're also necessary to one, to one another. It's very complimentary. Mm, okay. And The American Friend is like that as well. Um, there's so many beautiful, quiet moments in that movie, even though it's about an assassin. Oh, shit. What the hell? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but man, I, I need to go and watch more of, more of his movies. Um, but this movie, I've been gravitating towards movies like this. Yeah. Where it's not necessarily like some very grand plot or anything. Yeah. It's just grounded. It's nice and it's simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. It's just nice to, uh, look into an artist's, like to, for an artist to write what they know. And to write personal stories and to share something that, like, gets you thinking and feeling about your own life. It's it's always really nice. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, thank you for listening to our long-winded discussion. Um, and touch and base on um, our podcast. Yeah, we've had a very long break. Um, but uh, thank you for sticking with us. Um, here's to making more episodes in the future. Woo! Oh, yeah. And Jezzer, as always, it's always great talking with you. Yeah, yeah. I always enjoy being on here and mm -hmm. just talking about movies. It's always really cool. I'm saying it now. I mean, I said it already before, but you are now an official member of Lay Film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's always nice to do this. It's always mm -hmm. a privilege if and when we get to get together and just record stuff mm -hmm. and talk about stuff. It's always mm -hmm. nice. But, um, anyways, check out this movie once again while it's still in theaters. If not, check it out at home. Um, watch it alone. Watch it with somebody who you love. Uh, let us know how you felt when you saw Hiriyama's face ebbing and flowing between the warmth of the sunlight and the cold darkness of the shadows. My name's Kevin. This is uh, Jezzer. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Jezzer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're signing off. Take care. Bye.